Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. GM CEO Mary Barra testified in front of a Senate subcommittee yesterday, and it did not go well for her. In fact, the hearings took what could be a devastating turn. Up to now, the focus has been on the engineers involved and their chain of command. Now, GM's legal department is being dragged into the fray. Senator Claire McCaskill from Missouri demanded to know how the chain of command works in that department. She referred to an earlier lawsuit which uncovered a document proving that GM redesigned that defective ignition switch but did not change the part number, she says, to cover up the fact that it was redesigned. McCaskill wants to know if GM lawyers reported that up to the general counsel, meaning the top lawyer at GM. McCaskill accused GM of not disclosing that document in other related lawsuits. And she said, and I quote, this is what corporations in America do. They think that they can withhold documents, close quote. And in a stunning discovery, McCaskill got Mary Barra to admit she has not been briefed by GM's general counsel about the lawsuits that GM faces with this defect. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin got Barra to admit that someone in the company made a deliberate decision not to change the part number and that it should be very easy to determine who overrode the system to sneak in that change. This story is far from over, but I've got to say, Mary Barra's testimony was not at all reassuring. She did not come off as a confident executive who's in command. She came off as someone who ducks questions and stonewalled the senators. No doubt that's what her handlers trained her to do, but this is not how you win the hearts and minds of the car buying public. These hearings are turning out to be almost as bad as when the big three executives had to testify about the bailouts back in 2009. And back in 2007, Congress created a $25 billion auto loan program to help companies make green cars. But the program came under fire after two of the five companies that received loans stopped production and they've not handed out a loan in over three years. I'm sure you remember Fisker Automotive. Well, now the U.S. Energy Department is reviving the program, which has $16 billion in unused funding and it's reaching out to supplier companies in an effort to make new loans. But I think this time around, the department will be a little more careful as to who gets the money. Hey, how come we're the only ones reporting this story? I've been pointing out for a month now that sales of hybrids have been falling for quite some time. And last month, they fell more than 8%, even though the overall market was up strong. Now, when you look at sales of plug-in hybrids, they were up nearly 50%. And pure electrics were up a strong 26%. Obviously, the market is migrating to plug-ins and EVs, but their numbers are still pretty small. And if you combine sales of all hybrids and plug-ins and EVs, the total sales were down 2.3%. That means the overall segment is shrinking. And like I said, it's a trend, not a blip in the data. You watch. It might take another couple of months of falling sales, but at some point, the rest of the media is going to start picking up on the story. Yesterday, we reported that the Chevy Silverado barely outsold the Ram pickup in truck sales last month, beating it by just 659 units. We cited data from Ward's Auto 
But according to sales numbers from the automakers, Ram outsold the Silverado by 285 trucks in March. Interestingly, Chevrolet's and Ward's numbers are exactly the same. However, Chrysler claims it sold about 940 more Rams than Ward's reported. This is not the first time that a car company has fooled around with numbers to make it look better than its competitor. And I can't say that that's what Chrysler did, but I put my money on the Ward's numbers. They are the Bible of the industry. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Mike has something to say about Volkswagen wanting to build cars that cost around $8,000 for developing markets. So VW is going to knowingly build cheap, unsafe cars that will kill people? I bet third world countries have lawyers too. Well, they do, Mike, but consumer protection laws are nothing like what they are in the United States. And there's a different attitude in those countries where individuals are held responsible for their actions. Corporations are not blamed when something goes wrong. I'll bet that changes in time, but I don't think VW is in any danger of getting sued in places like Brazil or China. We got a lot of comments about the correct position your hand should be in when gripping the steering wheel. HTG points out that State Farm recommends 9-3 rather than 10-2 so that a deploying airbag doesn't impact arms and fling them around. Well, I know that was true when airbags first came out. In fact, there were even reports of people getting their hands and wrists burned from the airbag propellant. But I think these issues are pretty much behind us. The safety engineers have learned a ton of how to design airbags over the last quarter of a century. By the way, we asked you to give us your opinions about the best hand position. 50% of you said the best position is 10 and 2, which is what I prefer. 20% 20, 20 of you voted for 9 and 3, and 30% voted for something else. Lex saw our report that one of the ways Honda greatly improved the packaging on the new Fit was by putting the gas tank under the front seats. What have been the results of side impact studies on the new Honda Fit? A compact vehicle of that size and weight involved in a side impact with a much larger vehicle, in my humble opinion, spells trouble. Lex, I gotta tell you, I thought about the exact same thing. But here's what Honda says. The tank sits inside the frame rails of the floor pan. And Honda says it expects to get five stars and a top safety pick from the IIHS, and that would make it the safest car in that class. Todd T. heard our report that Chevy is not discounting the Silverado as much as Ford or Ram are doing with their pickups, but he does not agree. Silverado incentives are well above $6,000 currently. The full amounts are not being captured as incentives because GM is not showing some of the total discount as cash incentives, but rather as MSRP discounts. Todd T. offered a lot more detail, but it's too long to get into here. You can read it all, though, in our comments section for show number 1345. And he makes a great point. Manufacturers are getting really good at offering all kinds of discounts that make it hard to track what the real number is. And I love getting this kind of insight from you, our viewers. Kit Gerhardt saw our report on the BuyFuel F-150 and says... Honda, are you out there? You really need to turn that CNG Civic into a dual-fuel car. Hey, great idea, kid. John wrote in to say, Now watch the entire show with Ralph Gilles of SRT, but 
Didn't hear anything about the interior changes to the Challenger SRT. I am holding out for the new Challenger, but only if they do something about the interior. Well, I gotta tell you, Chrysler just held a presentation for the media yesterday in which they showed us the refresh of the Challenger, including the interior. Ralph couldn't say anything about it because of that, and I can't tell you what I saw until the embargo comes off in about two weeks' time. All I can say is that it was heavily influenced by the 1971 Challenger. Speaking of Autoline After Hours, please join us tonight when our guest will be Barry Ratzlaff from Hyundai, who's their in-house connectivity expert. Join me and Gary Vasilash tonight, starting live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at Autoline.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.